It's for everybody. So when my son James exhausted, like we're so tired all the time, but I still have to work, right? So I'm going to work. I'm coming home. There was one day I came home and I'm just scrolling on my phone because I'm just, I'm done. Uh, just checked out on my phone, watching YouTube, playing chess. I don't remember what I was doing. I was doing something. And my wife walks in the door uh, or walks in the room and, and uh, I'm totally distracted, not paying attention. And she asked me a question. Hey, do you think you could put James down tonight? So we had a system where we like switched every other night. One night's my night, the next night's hers, so on and so forth, you know. And she asked me, can I put him down tonight? I'm feeling really tired. It'd just be really nice to be able to go to bed early. And I'm in one of those moments that's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. You could tell me the house is burning down. Somebody's dying. I'm like, yeah, sounds good. Sound, yep. Love you, honey. Thanks. Fast forward to later that night. It's bedtime. Have you ever had those days when you're just so excited to go to bed? Like after a long day, you're just exhausted and you see the bed and like I can cannonball into that right now and just pass out dead to the world, just <laughs> right? That was me that night. And I'm already, I'm about to climb into bed and, and she comes in and says, okay, James is ready to go to bed. Here you go. And I had this look of confusion on my face like, uh, it's your night. I thought, what, did I miss something? And she's like, don't you remember? And how she said it was like, I know that you have no idea what I'm talking about. And even more, like, she knows that I know that she knows that I have no idea what she's talking about. So she has me like right where she wants me because I have two options. Option one, roll with it. Yep, I remember that, honey. Yep, you go to bed. Happy to do it. Option two would be to fight it and, and to, no, I don't remember this. This is unfair. This is your night. But then I'd have to admit, I wasn't paying attention, I didn't listen to you, and I don't need that in my life, so I chose option one. And I got to cuddle with my son James, I loved it, it was great. But moral of the story, put your phone down when somebody's trying to talk to you, just put it away. You don't need that distraction, you don't need that in your life. Learn from my mistakes. We are so easily distracted, pulled from thing to thing. That's what kind of that idea of distraction means, is that we're pulled in many directions. It's so easy that to be distracted in today's world that we're pulled away from really important things. I was pulled away from being present with my wife as she was trying to talk to me about something. How easy is it for us to be distracted from really important things in our lives? How easy is it to be distracted from our relationship with God? It's made actually even easier with these wonderful things hanging out in our pockets. So much information, so much stimulus comes from these little devices. I read a study earlier this week that talked about how often young adults, and I'm going to include you in that uh, demographic, how often we touch our phones every day. Before I tell you that number, how often, how many times a day do you think you touch your phone? And by a touch, I mean a swipe, unlock, setting down, picking up, texting. How many times? What do you got? 4,000 times a day. Yes, he's right. The study was anywhere between 2,500 to 4,000 times in a day. 
there's 24 hours a day, eight of those you're asleep for, at least you should be, and then you add on school and games and any other extracurricular work, there's not that much time in a day, and you're touching your phone, that, do you do the math? That's over 100 touches an hour. That's mind-blowing. We are so easily distracted, we don't need help, but we get it. So tonight, I want to do something. I want you to take out your phones, hold them up, for those of you that have them, hold them up in the air, take your phones out, and we're going to do something together that you might not have done in a long time. We're going to turn our phones off. Turn them off. Power down. Don't just lock it and put it in your, in your pocket. Power off. Turn them off. Turn it off. For the next 15 minutes, turn your phone off. Some of you are like, yeah, I can do that. No worries. Some of you are like, nope, not doing it. Can't do it. And you're going to help prove my point that we are so easily distracted that we can't bother to give something up to focus on something more important. Right? Can you do it? It's going to be okay, I promise. We can turn our phones off. We're going to turn our phones off for 15 minutes. Give me that, 15 minutes. We're going to fast from our phones for 15 minutes. How many of you have heard that phrase, fast, or fasting, that idea of fasting? That idea has been around for a long time, right? Almost every faith tradition has the idea of fasting. It's this idea of giving something up for a set period of time to gain or to focus on something else. To gain or to focus on something else. Fasting often involves food, of giving up all food for a set period of time, but that's not always super wise or healthy or good for a lot of people. And I would add you all in that category of where you are at in your life, developmentally going to school, you need the fuel in your life. So giving up food isn't always super helpful. But fasting is more than just food. It can also be giving up social media, giving up chocolate, giving up caffeine, giving up uh, screen time, anything that's going to distract you pull you away from focusing on God. Fasting is when we give up something we like, but we can live without, that we don't need, in order to gain something, to focus on something so much more important. But you might ask, okay, how can giving something up, how can uh, getting to, subtracting something from my life help me focus on my relationship with God? Well, let's take a look and see what Jesus said about this. So open, with, open your Bibles with me to Matthew 6. Matthew 6, verse 16 through 18. Now, I want to back up and give you some context as you're turning there. So fasting uh, has been a strategy for people that they've used for centuries to, to grow their faith, to grow closer to God. And when Jesus was here on earth, fasting was a pretty common way for people to try and get closer to God. But not everyone used it properly. Not everyone used it as the way it was intended to be used. Instead of fasting in order to get closer to God, they used it as a way to get attention or sympathy from others or a way to try and get praise from other people or to impress God. Or, or they used it as like a status symbol, like a, a blue check mark. They were verified God followers. They, they used this 
spiritual habit as a way to make themselves feel and look better. And to that, uh, we find in Matthew a, a story when Jesus specifically addresses that and, and flips the, that idea on its head. So let's see what he says. Jesus speaking, uh, and when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in, is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. It's this idea that these people are going around just like, oh, I'm so hungry, I'm fasting for the Lord. Or like they'll work it into any conversation of like, if you're having a conversation about beekeeping, they'll be like, oh yeah, beekeeping's so cool. I love honey, but I can't eat it right now because I'm fasting for the Lord. Like just work it in your face every way they can because they want you to know I'm fasting. Where Jesus flips that and says, no, that's, that's the opposite of how we should approach this. You should get up in the morning, wash your face, go about your day like normal, like nothing is happening, not for the purpose of getting attention from other people. Jesus speaks to these people as uh, this idea of, of flipping this, uh, it's not fast, flipping this idea that fasting is about ourselves, of putting the focus on ourselves the people that Jesus was talking to had a really good idea of what fasting was, too. They, they didn't need to be told how to or, or what it was. Uh, he just, they were lost, though, in their approach to it. This idea that this is going to make me more holy. This is going to make me more religious. This is how God is going to love me more. Jesus specifically spoke to that and said, no, that's not, that's not how this works. Now, Jesus gives a big thumbs up to fasting in general. He, he tells us, yeah, it's good to do this. He wanted people to, to fast, but to fast in the right way. And he modeled for that what it looked like, right? He fasted often. We talked about how three weeks ago that Jesus was in this wilderness and he was fasting, so that he could focus on who he was and focus on, who, uh, on what he was supposed to do. It was an opportunity for him to focus on his relationship with his father. Jesus used fasting to help him keep his focus. He wanted to help them reset their, th their thoughts when it came to fasting. The whole point of fasting is to remind us of our need for God and how he can be our strength in our time of weakness. When I first kind of heard about fasting, I was in a seat very similar to yours, and somebody was telling us this is what it is and challenged us for, to fast for a week. And I uh, bought into it like, yeah, I'm going to do this, but I did it exactly how Jesus said not to. This was back when a time when not everyone had cell phones. I was one of the few in my friend group that did. And so I told everybody, I'm going to fast from my phone, both as like a subtle flex of like, I have a phone, but also like, look at me. I'm so holy that I'm going to give up this one thing 
that makes me so cool. And I made sure everyone knew about it. And then I forgot about it. Like that was the worst part about it as I forgot that I'm supposed to be fasting. So the next day I show up, my, me and my friends are hanging out and I'm on my phone texting and one of them calls me out on it. Like, hey, you said you were going to do this thing. You said you were going to be so holy or look, be so good. And here you are. And it just blew up in my face. And it wasn't necessarily, I wasn't doing something wrong in the sense of wanting to give something up in the first place. But I got a little lost, like the people that Jesus was talking to, in the focus, in, in what I was trying to do. I was trying to look religious, trying to look spiritual, rather than actually trying to get closer to God. So what do we do if we say, okay, I, I want to try this. I want to try fasting. After all, Jesus did say, when you fast, not if, almost as if he's expecting us that at least once in a while we'd fast, at least once in a while we'd give something up to focus on him. So what do we do? How can we engage in this spiritual habit in a good, healthy, proper way? Well, remember, fasting is when you give something up that you like, but you can live without, that you don't need in order to focus on something so much more important. And in that, it's this idea of I'm subtracting something from my life, yes, but I also need to add something to my life. If I'm not, if I'm giving something up that I have been focusing on, what am I going to turn my focus to now? What can I add to my life to help me grow closer to God? We've given you three spiritual habits over the past weeks that can help you do this. Right? Focusing on what God has said. Focusing on the Bible. Maybe it's reading a chapter a day. Maybe it's reading a book of the Bible over the next week. Maybe it's how can you do that in your life? It's talking with God. Just talking with him in prayer. T telling him what's on your heart. It's rest. Spending time intentionally resting in the Lord. Whether you're giving up candy, whether you're uh, giving up TV, whether you're giving up your phone, whether you're, whatever you're giving up, we also need to add something to uh, add something to focus on. Now, here's the thing about fasting: is when we start to fast, it's not like our life shifts into easy mode. Like we don't flip a switch and all of a sudden things are easy. In fact you might start to discover that you're starting to notice things around you, starting to notice people whose needs that you can meet, that it, you might have to go out of your way a little bit. You might have to take on some more responsibility. You might start to see uh, causes, problems in the world that you can help be a part of the solution. You might, that God might bring to mind a relationship that you need to restore or somebody that you need to extend mercy to that hurt you. You might discover something about yourself of, of something that you're currently doing that you need to stop, or something that you're not doing that you need to start, or a character flaw about yourself that had gone unnoticed until now, until you are intentionally focusing on your relationship with God. And probably and often, You'll be tempted to stop your fast, to break it, 
giving something up isn't always fun or easy for very long. But it's worth it. It's worth it. Because when we shift our focus from ourselves or from things that are pulling us away from our relationship with God, it frees us up to actually experience freedom. There's a recent study that came out that talked about how we are so bombarded by information, by stimulus in our lives, that it's causing this underlying low-grade anxiety all the time. That we are just so bombarded that it's too much for our brains to handle. So what would it look like if you gave something up that's causing you to be stressed and you chose to focus on God instead? Fasting is when you give something up that you like, but you don't need, that you can live without in order to focus on something so much more important. So this week, I want to challenge you to focus on fasting by giving something up. Whatever it is, give something up and add something to your life that you can focus on. I want to give you three tips to do that, though. First tip, start small. You don't need to, to do this giant fast. Uh, you might have heard of people giving up food for 30 days a, m- a month or, or, or giving up uh, their phones for indefinitely. Like You don't need to, bigger doesn't give you more bonus points. You don't need to do something big, so start small. Maybe it's a couple hours. Maybe it's a day or two or, or maybe just a week. Maybe it's dessert after dinner. Maybe it's video games on a Saturday afternoon. Maybe it's... Uh, waking up, giving up 10 minutes of sleep. Maybe it's something small. You don't have to do this huge thing. You don't have to jump in the deep end before you can swim. Just start somewhere small. But just start. Focus on subtracting something to add something uh, that you can focus on instead. The other second tip is to focus with a friend. Now, I mentioned that we're not, or like Jesus talked about, we're not supposed to go around telling everyone, hey, look at me, I'm so holy, I'm so special, I'm fasting. That's not to say, though, that we can't have other people around us supporting us in this. Fasting is sometimes hard. We need other people around us to help encourage us. It's not inappropriate. If you were to go to a friend and say, hey, this is how I want to fast this week. This is how I want to focus on God can you help me? Can you do this with me? Can you uh, make this commitment that we can encourage one another that when I'm feeling uh, like I can't go on, I can call you and we can encourage one another? Unless you gave up your phone, then don't call them. You get the idea. But you can focus with a friend, to fast with a friend. The third one is, is to simply remember why you're doing this. When you have hit the end of it, and it's like that itch to check, to check Instagram, like, Matthew, you don't understand. I need to do the be, re- be real. That's the thing, right? I need to do it. Remember why you're giving something up in the first place. To focus on your relationship with God. The why is going to help you stay on track. And if you screw up, if, if you mess up and, man, I, I had to go on my phone, I, I had to eat chocolate, I had to eat pizza, you don't understand, that's okay. Don't let that break you. Don't let that stop you. Keep going. Get, get back on the horse. Keep trying. 
It's okay to, to fail. It's not okay to stop. Now, giving up your phone, stop not eating chocolate for a week might not seem like it's going to change your life. But it can and will help you grow closer to God if you do it in the right way. It doesn't really matter what you decide to subtract from your life. But add spending time with God every day. And a great way to do that is in the, these focus journals. Whether you've been doing them, whether you've kind of been doing them, whether you haven't, it, this is a great way to spend time with God. And it's a perfect time to start tonight, tomorrow. If you need more of these, there's some in the back you can grab on your way out. Whether you decide uh, to temporarily give up pizza, ice cream, video games, talking to your friends after 7 p.m., whatever it is, the point of fasting is to grow closer to God. That's the power of focusing on giving something up. Let's pray. Jesus, you're so good. You love us so incredibly much, more than we can possibly know. And you just want to be known by us. You've shown us how we can focus on you. You've shown us how we can grow closer to you. Would we have the courage to, to do that? Would we have the strength to do that? To step out of our comfort zone, to give something up that we want to hold on to so that we can focus on you instead? Would you meet us as we do this? Would you show us how uh, to engage with you? In your name, amen. Go to group.